God of mercy. What a beautiful, don't know what other word to you, but what a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful song. And I just pray that song was serenading your spirit. That song was soothing you. That song was reminding you. This morning in prayer, I was reminding myself. I was remembering that he died and that he rose again. I was remembering the cross. Paul says, always keep this at the forefront in your mind. I think it's 2 Timothy 1.8. Always remember the Lord Jesus risen from the dead. Keep it at the forefront of your mind. And this morning I had a time of visitation where I was pleading and crying out for the Lord's mercy. I was reminding myself that he is gracious and he is compassionate and that he is slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness. I was reminding myself that my pain pain does not last forever. The cross is not the end of the story. He rose again. I was reminding myself that my sin is not the end of the story. He rose again. I was reminding myself that whatever present circumstance of difficulty, it is not the end of the story. Christ rose again from the dead. And I want to remind you, beloved, the same spirit that rose him from the dead abides within you. That resurrection power, huh? that spirit that will remind you from time and time again that he is enough. That he is the one that is able to keep you and sustain you. Huh? And that for whatever you go through, for yes you will go through tribulation, but behold I am with you. Behold I have overcome the world. Be of good cheer. And is there anything that I want you to be reminded of today? Is that our God delights in showing you mercy. Ah, his response to you is mercy. His response to you is mercy. Go and read Psalms 103. And look at what he does for you and to you. And his thoughts towards you. In Jesus name. I want you guys to like the video. I want you guys to share it. We are in phrase number three baby of happy new year like i was supposed to be going to other things but the spirit of the lord is, is leading me to dive deeper into the happy new you phase number three we're going in, into this thing in phases i don't know about you but if you were blessed last week show me some fire emojis in the comments ah as you can see they're set up a little bit different they're not laptop now it was looking too hench like nah man got my ipad here got my physical bible here Okay, got my physical Bible, parallel Bible, King James and the Amplified. Come on, well, you know about the Amplified parallel Bibles, y'all. But anyway, without further ado, I want to see those of you that were blessed by last week and the week before. God's been building week upon week and getting into us and really echoing to us that are we in Christ or are we in Him? Sorry, are we in Christ, sorry, or are we in 21? You know, he's, he's, he's reminding us of the, of the inheritance that we possess in him. He's reminding us who we are. He's reminding us about the newness. He's reminding us about the hour and what is needed right now. He's reminding us who he is. And just getting us back to an understanding that, hello, whatever we're experiencing right now is not 
dead. <laughs> Christ rose from the dead. So before we go into anything right now, I'm gonna, I, I just want to pray. I just want to ask the Holy Spirit to come. Holy Spirit, we know you're already with us. We pray that you will come upon us, yes. We even ask now for fresh endowment. Oh, your word says to be filled with the Spirit. Lord, we submit this next whatever minutes we have with you. I give you my tongue, I give you my mind, I give you my air, I give you every part of my function, oh God. I am an instrument. It is you who has the sounds. It is you that has the message. I am a messenger. And today, execute as you will what you desire for every person on this live today in the name of Jesus. We say, Lord, have your way and do something new in our midst. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verses mm, 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17. Ooh, I ain't done this for a while on a Sunday. You know? I, feel, I, feel, I feel brand new doing something different. You know? so sometimes when you do something different, it makes you feel new. You understand? Like, I just feel new flicking these pages. So 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17. If I've got a title, the phase three is a new creation. I'm going to read it in the King James. Ooh. Then I'm going to go over to the Amplified because I've got two versions in my Bible. <laughs> Come on, exclusive things out here. <laughs> I'm joking. Anyways, it says, Therefore, if any man or woman, when it says man, is referring to the nature of humans, be in Christ, he or she is a new creature. Didn't say person. It said creature <laughs> or another word would be creation calm down Ayo. let's read the verse old things are passed away behold all things are become new look at the, look at the King James English are become new is that even good English <laughs> Amplified version. Therefore, if any person, that's good, is engrafted in Christ, that's good. He is a new creation. Hallelujah. In the brackets, a new creature all together. And it says, the old, the previous moral and the previous spiritual condition my goodness has passed away it's gone behold the fresh and the new has come let me read it again let it serenade your spirit therefore if any person is engrafted in Christ he or she is a new creation a new creature all together Ah, and it says the old, the previous, the moral and spiritual conditions, they have passed away. Behold, the fresh, my goodness, come on, and the new has come. We bless the Lord for the reading of his word. That was 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 
verse 17. As you can see, I am overly excited. I need to calm down because I need to preach this with clarity and precision and make sure this word hits you right there in your heart. But the word of God is sweet, as I always like to say. The Bible calls us a new creation. A new creation. A new creation. A new creation. When you think about creation, do you think about people? I don't. When I think about creation, I think about world. I think about the earth. I think about the beginning of time. And the beginning of time, according to Genesis, or shortly after, should I say, the beginning of time, we see God creating. Actually, it says in the beginning, let's go there. Oh, let me let me let me preach theologically correct today, as I do always. Let me see, verse number one. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. So in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. It doesn't give us details of what he was actually recording. I mean creating, sorry. So we don't know we, 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 we don't know when he made the, the gold floor and the and and, and the pillars uh, and when he created the, the seraphims and, and the angel. We don't we don't we just we just hear in the beginning. So when the time of concept when I say when the concept of time had come, remember God lives outside of time. So God took time out of himself, created the world, started a clock, can I dare say, and at the beginning, the Genesis, he created the heavens and the earth. Then verse 2 says, The earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. The reason why I want to read those two verses first, because I just said at the beginning, the last time we, sorry, I just said a few moments ago, the last time we heard about a new creation or, or the word creation was at the beginning. But shortly after, as we can see, something happened here. It says the earth was without form. I don't understand how you create an earth and it has no form. I don't understand how you create an earth and it's full and it's void and dark. I don't understand why the earth is formless and dark and all them things. I don't understand why. We know you know, according to Revelations, some other things took place before other things took place. We're going there today. But yeah, that's for your own knowledge and understanding. Then God said, when he saw the earth and what it was, and his spirit was hovering over the face of it, God said, let there be light. And I want to shout this word light. Because God made a creation. That creation went into chaos and darkness hmm interesting and his response to the to darkness and was well, not to destroy it my good god it was to say let there be light i hope you're catching this in your spirit man because i can we not say the earth right now is in chaos and in darkness can we not say that can we say there's no structural form there's no righteousness or justice and his answer ain't to wipe it out his answer was, let there be light. Hmm. Let there be light. And understand, that was the first day. Understand that when you get saved, you enter into a new Day is called the day of salvation according to 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and to 4. 
It says, now is the day of salvation. Behold the time or something else. I can't remember right now. So there was a day you got saved. And that was a new day because you became a new creation. You entered into a new um, dimension of, 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 of living. You entered into a new paradigm. God said on this day where you became new, I made you a new creation. And what happens when we become a new creation is what he said that he, is what he told Paul. I am sending you to open their eyes by way of preaching the word which is light. <laughs> but I'll go there a bit deeper later. But if you're following me, say amen in the comments. If you're following me, say amen in the comments. If you're not following me, just pretend like you're following me, okay? Hmm. Sorry guys, getting to through my notes. John chapter 3, verses 16 to 21. So I've established God's answer to darkness and chaos was not to destroy it, but to proclaim, let there be light. Very important statement. Very important statement. Very important statement. I want you to remember that because our world is in chaos. In fact, before Christ, you was in chaos and darkness. And what he did, he destroyed Ayo. He made the old, he made Ayo a thing of the past. And he now recreated Ayo in Christ and called me also the light of the world. So on this New day, on this first day of creation, God establishes something called someone, wink, 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 called light. We're going to go into that right now. It says in John chapter 3, 16 to 21, I'm breaking this down on purpose. I want us to look at Christ and I want us to look at ourselves. Christ is the firstborn. Christ is our pattern. Christ is our example and we have in order for us to understand ourselves in him, to understand what we're called to do in him, we must first understand and have our gaze and our eyes fixed on him. So I'm taking time to expound Christ and when I expound Christ today, you should find yourself in him. He is a pattern. He is firstborn among the dead. He is the one in whom we look to, co-laborer. You understand? Firstborn of many brethren, meaning his lifestyle, what he did, what he said, is something we ought to imitate. So follow me today. I'm going to get preachy. There's going to be lots of scriptures, but it's, 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 you have to understand in order to become. In Jesus' name. Whoa, I feel the Holy Ghost. John chapter 3, verse 16 to 21. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, so that everybody who what? Believes. Who what? Believes. Who what? Believes. All you've got to do is believe. My goodness. Believe, become, behold. Hallelujah. In him will not perish, but have eternal life. Verse 17. For God did not send the son into the world to judge the world, but so that the world might be saved. Are you guys hearing this? For God did not send the son into the world to judge the world 
but so that the world might be safe through. God is always about redemption. God is always about reconciliation. God is always about restoring. Once again, we're seeing a pattern and the consistency of the character of God. When the earth that he created became void and chaotic and filled of darkness, his answer wasn't to destroy it. His answer was let there be light. His answer was now let me send my son. Hey, are you hearing God today? As a new creation, we are not preachers of damnation. We are preachers of reconciliation. We have a message. Be ye reconciled to God. I'm getting ahead of myself. Calm down. Verse 18. The one who believes in him is not judged. Hallelujah. The one who does not believe has been judged already because he has not believed in the name of the only son of God. And this is the judgment, verse 19, my goodness, that the light has come into the world and people love the darkness rather than the light for their deeds were evil. Mm. Bible is sweet. Verse 20, for everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to the light so that his deeds will not be exposed. Light exposes deeds of darkness. Your lifestyle should expose the darkness of people around you. There should not be a comfortability around you as a light. I'm going ahead of myself. Come back. 21. But the one who practices the truth comes to the light. <laughs> Woo! There ought to be a consistency of us coming into the light it's not a one-time thing it's a fellowshipping a communion of us walking in the light hallelujah so that his deeds will be revealed as being performed in god so essentially when i mirror creation at the beginning and i mirror you become a new creation in in christ the first thing that has to be established here is that you have come into the light. Light is you coming into the reality of who God is. God is light. Hallelujah. It's not a source. It's not plugs. It's not light. It's not fire. It's not light as in what we have in our houses. It is a person. It is a person. So at the beginning of God doing a reforming, a recreation, can I say, and as he is now recreating us in Christ, according to Ephesians 2 verse 8 to 10, Christ is what is, 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 is the being, the person that is doing all of the new work as we are in him. He's transported us, translated us. He has, he, he, he has taken us out of darkness into the light according to Colossians 1 verses 13. Something happened when you got saved. The light went on. Something happened when you got saved. You came alive, not bodily, not solely, but your spirit, your lamp came alive. The light turned on. 
So when God was recreating the world when it was void and full of darkness to let there be light, God was calling forth himself, Christ. When God has and is recreating you into into a new creation he is presenting and calling and calling you forth to be in christ he's calling forth christ in you that is why we when we say sorry arise and shine let's look at arise being that you are dead so you wake up and you stand up and he tells you to shine because he understands the process of salvation is calling you out of dead works, calling you out of spiritual death into spiritual life and into good works. And that only happens to the degree that you yield and become what you are already in Christ. The Bible says that you ought to walk in the good works prepared for you ahead of time. So Christian living is walking in him, is walking in the light, which I'll get to a lot more later. So as you can see here, when God was saying let there be light, God was saying let there be Christ. Because it wasn't until the fourth day that God called forth the sun and the moon. So light, as we know, in the word says your word is light. Your word is a lamp unto my feet, a light to my path. And here I'm going to back up my statement that the, the person, not the thing, called light at the beginning of time was Christ. Because John 1 says in the 1 to 5, in the blessed amplified, in the beginning before all time was the word Christ. And the word was with God and the word was God himself. Verse number 2, he was continually existing in the beginning, co-eternally with Christ. Verse 3, all things, hallelujah were made and came into existence through him. Before God did anything else and he said, let there be light, he didn't say, oh, let me create light, let me make light. He said, let there be light. Key word, be, it was already there. But it came into presence. Ah, it came into being, it, it, it announced itself, it presented itself. And God said, before I do any other thing, I must first start with the light. Ah, the light is the wisdom of God according to Proverbs chapter 8. It's the wisdom of God according to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Christ is the wisdom and power of God. And by wisdom, my goodness, was the earth founded and the creator. Oh, the Bible is consistent. The Bible is consistent. All you people question the Bible, it is consistent. Old and the new. So God was making all things through Christ. Look at the word all things. The same word again, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. If any man is in Christ, all things have passed away. All things are becoming new. God is making all things new in your life. In Christ. Christ has the authority. Christ has the power. Christ has the legislation. Christ has the contract. Christ has the law. Christ has the right to make all things new in your life because through him and by him and to him are all things made. Hallelujah. So if you want to question about your life and where it's at, I need you to find out that the answer is Christ. Sorry. I need you to not... <laughs> I need you to get a little bit more rooted and grounded. I need you to come into a deeper understanding that as you have been engrafted, as you are now, as you are now in Christ, 
You have a right to see all things become new in your life. Hallelujah. And it takes renewal of the mind. Hallelujah. It takes the sanctification of your soul. Hallelujah. It takes the yielding to the spirit. Hallelujah. It takes walking in the spirit. Uh, it takes keeping step with the spirit. It, it takes saying no to the flesh. Uh, it takes obedience. Uh, it takes yielding. It. it takes faith. It takes belief. It takes looking at him. It takes, it takes this. Christ being first place in your life. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the other things shall be added. The Bible is consistent. Verse number four. I need to hack on. In him was life and the power to bestow life and the life was the light of men. Can you see that, guys? In him was life and that life was the light of men. Come on, man. Come on, I want to, yeah, hallelujah. Five, the light shines on in the darkness. <laughs> and the darkness did not understand it. Come on, or overpower it, or appropriate it, or absorb it, and is unreceptive to it. Everything was made through Christ. And when God wants to do something new in the earth, he has to find a vessel. In the beginning, it was Christ. And even now, that vessel is you because it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. You are the answer to us seeing a new world. And God says, I'm going to do something new in you. And that new thing I do in you, I want you to shine it. I want you to shine, Iowa. I want you to shine, Tosana. I want you to shine, Emmanuel. I want you to shine because when you shine, I am shining. And when they see the good works, they won't praise you. But my father, our Father who is in heaven, there is a shine that you possess that makes you look more like him. There's a shine that you possess that will only point people to him. So when people claim they're doing this for God and everybody is looking at them, question what light are they shining with? Is that really the light of Christ? Is that really the life, the light of men? Or is that the light of the world? Is that, is that, is that the light of the systems? Is that the light of, of, of carnality? I don't know. 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 But what I do know is Christ must take preeminence in all things. That is the protocol, that is the order, that is the function. If all things are going to find newness, it finds newness in Christ. So ask yourself this question. Is Christ first place in your life? Is Christ first place in your life? Is Christ first place? place you know so if, if God would call forth Christ first before creating everything else have you contacted are you living are you consulting are you receiving his counsel is he allowed to tell you no is he allowed to tell you stop are you yielded are you obeying are you present with him are you in fellowship are you in communion you have to ask yourself these questions because this life will soon pass. Only what is done for Christ will last. 
ask yourself. It's not a doom gloom, woe is me. It's ask yourself. This is, this, is, this is a moment of mercy because God's asking you these questions. And be honest in your estimation of yourself. And also understand and acknowledge that he is still with you and for you. And he's calling you forth. The same way he called forth the light to shine at the beginning, he's calling you forth to come and be in him. So that when you're in me, Aya, and I'm in you, then you will bear much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. And when you bear much fruit, that's how you bring much glory to my Father who is in heaven. John 15 verses 5, I think, to 8. He has to take first place. When you sow a seed into the ground, it has to bear fruits before it shoots up. Are you rooted in him? Are you grounded in him? Is he your life? You know, you know, I don't want to soften that at all. Is he your life? Is he your life? Does he have preeminence? Now I want to show you something. The process of the old covenant to the new covenant. I want to show you something here. Hallelujah, my good God. John 1 verse 6, it reads, A man came, one sent from God, his name was John. He came as a witness to testify about the light, so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. Verse 9, this was the true light that coming, that coming into the world enlightens every person. He was in the world and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. Verse 11, he came to his own and his own people did not accept him. Hmm. But as many as received him, he, to them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believed in his name, who were born not of the blood, not of the will of flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. Verse 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. We saw his glory, the glory as the Son, from the Father, full of grace, full of truth. This is a power. We're seeing the transition from old to new. John was not the light, but came to bear witness to the light, which was Christ. In the new covenant, God says that we are lights of the world. In the new covenant, Christ said, no man born of woman um, as, uh, was, was greater than John, the prophet, John the Baptist. But, but the, even the, but the least, hear me clearly, in the kingdom is greater than John. Because the least in the kingdom is walking in what John saw, what John prophesied, but could not be partakers of. John the Baptist, Spirit of Elijah, the forerunner, the greatest prophet born of woman according to the confession of Christ is not greater than the least in the kingdom of God. I need to understand something. In the new covenant, we're not, we don't merely are witnesses, 
we are partakers. John wasn't in Christ, John was a witness to Christ. But in the new covenant, we don't only get to be witnesses of Christ, but we get to live in him. I need to understand something here. The beauty of what God has given us. The, we, we, we marvel at Elijah. We marvel at Moses. Uh, we marvel at all these old prophets. But the Bible says in, in, in Second, Peter, Second Peter that they long to walk in what we walk, what we walk in right now. They, they, they long to possess, to be partakers. Ah, dare I say they're jealous of what we get to possess. Because God came upon them, but God lives in us. This is the power you possess, beloved. This is what even A&T is all about. Believe, become, behold. You saw it there. Anybody that believes in him gets given the power to become a son of God. Ah, you first believe, then you become. And you see it. Even if you look at Christ, 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 <laughs> Christ is the son of God. Christ is the word. The Bible says in Hebrews 1 verse 3, God has spoken to us through his son. Hallelujah. God spoke to us through his son. God spoke to us in these last days through his son. Meaning Christ is a word. Meaning Christ is a statement of belief. Christ is the expression. Christ is the visible evidence of who God is. And that word that was being spoken became flesh. Are we not also living epistles? Are we not letters being written to the world? Even Christ himself, who was the word to believe, became flesh. And not only did he became, become flesh, he also, we also got to behold him, the Bible said in verse 14, as the son of God. We got to behold him as the son of God, full of glory. What you believe, you become. And what I also say, who you become, the world will behold. Christ understood the process. And you are being brought into that process. Phase number three. I want you to understand this, people of God. I want you to understand, we saw him, we beheld his glory, full of grace, full of truth. That is God's goal. The goal of the fivefold is that we all get built into the fullness of the stature of Christ. There is a stature, there is a stature we ought to possess that the world will see and will see him and see glory. And we will now become, we will now get to witness what the angels sing in eternity past and in eternity future, that the whole earth is filled with his glory because there are people who are becoming mature into the stature of Christ. Come on, man. You're becoming, is you manifesting? Is you becoming what God has spoken? Is what God has written becoming flesh? Is, is the seed of the word that's inside of you growing and maturing and flourishing? You are a new creation. I've got 10 minutes, right? There is a whole world within you. And God changes the world around you by transforming the world within you. Time is a revealer. And your stewardship of time is, 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 is of time, sorry, and your stewardship of the time is your faithfulness to God. 
Meaning your ability to manage what he has given you. The Bible lets us know, redeem the time. Days are evil. The Bible lets us know a time is coming when he will come, when he will come back. The Bible tells us, tells us now, work whilst it is still day. Night cometh when no man can work. There, God has given us time and time is a revealer. It is to unveil what's already there. So now I'm asking you again, can you arise and can you shine? Can you grow into a continual unveiling of who you really are, which is found in Christ? The world calls it your best self. The world calls it evolving. God calls it unveiling. God calls it from glory to glory. 2 Corinthians 3, 18, beholding in a mirror, the word of God, the glory of God, and being transformed into the likeness of the image of Christ uh, from one degree of glory to another. So what I've been saying, Genesis 1, the first creation, is a picture of us being in Christ, a new creation. God's word at the beginning, let there be light, is God's word now in these last days, let there be light, aka let there be you. God is in the business of giving us light that we may see. According to Ephesians 1 verse 18, the eyes of your heart, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of your calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the mighty power of God. Are you hearing him today? He wants you to understand. He's giving you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. And he wants your eyes to be enlightened. He wants your eyes to be open. He is calling us to see. He is saying, let the light, which is the eye, the lamp of the body, if your body, if your eye is single, your whole body will be full of light. Come on, if your eye is single, if I have your attention, if I am your gaze, if I'm your first thing, your first love, if it's all about me, if your eyes are fixed, if your eye is single, it will be full of light. Your body will be full of light. God is addressing your treasures. God is addressing your desires. Go and read Matthew 6, 19 to 22. Wherever your treasure, your heart is also. Don't labour for that which perishes. Labour for what's eternal. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eye is single, your whole body will be full of light. But if that light is in you, is darkness. How deep is that darkness? It is possible to think you have light. And walk in deception. Walk in darkness. And it be so deep because you think you're light, but you're not. It's, and because, it's because, it's because, it is because your eye is not single. Your desires is divided. Your attention, is, your heart is not wholly, fully trusted. There's division in your mind. There's division in your heart. There's division in everything area of your life. And therefore there is fraction. Therefore there is compromise. Therefore there is mixture. Therefore there is no purity. And the Bible says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Christ is the wisdom of God. 
and by wisdom a house is built. You have, are being built to be a dwelling place for God. And it's by understanding it's established. What God has built is already set. What God has said is already set. But it will be established in this time, on this side of eternity, according to your understanding. Be like a wise man who listened and who understood and built on the rock. I hope you guys are hearing today. Are you seeing the mirror from the beginning of time? And are you seeing the mirror to the time you're living in now? God's answer is not to destroy mankind. God's answer is not to destroy Boris, to destroy things. No, no, if God is going to topple systems, if God is going to address injustice, if God is going to do all these things, it, it, it is through and by people. God is in the business of redeeming, changing, transforming people. It is people who save people. God uses people to save people. It is people that change people. Come on, people of God. I need to understand. I need to understand. If we're going to see change, it has to start with you. It starts with you. It starts with us. It starts with us. It starts with us. I have so much more to share, but time is fast spent. So this is the time to understand. This is the time to be like the sons of Issachar, who knew and understood the times they were living in and what they ought to do. This is not the hour to be foolish, which means being faultless, which means being heedless, which means not being prudent, which means settling and complaining and murmuring and not being eager to see and to understand, to hear what the Lord is saying, to be fruitful in what the Lord has called you to do. We must understand who we are. Ephesians 5 tells us we are children of the light. This is where I will end. We are ought to be exposing. The Bible says in Ephesians 5 verse 11, do not participate in the useless deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them for it is disgraceful even to speak of the things which are done by them in secret but all things become visible when they are exposed by the light for everything that becomes visible is light and it's for this reason Christ says awake sleeper and arise from the dead hallelujah and Christ will shine on you and Christ will shine on you it's possible to be in Christ, but to be sleeping. It's possible to be a believer and to be sleeping. It's possible to be a believer and to be sleeping. That's why he first says, awake. Oh, sleeper, arise from your slumber. He equates sleeping to arising from the dead. So, is a sleeping Christian no better, no better than a dead unbeliever? Is a sleeping Christian no better 
than a dead unbeliever. Dead unbeliever being a person who is dead in their sins. That's a really powerful statement there. I'm just asking the question. Christ is faithful to shine his light on you. Arise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. He does the work. I'm going to end it there. He does the work. I'm going to end it there. Christ is working in you to desire the good. Philippians 2.13 So this work is not effort. It's not us trying. It's us being in Christ. When we're in Christ, we get grace. When we get grace, we get supernatural energy to do what we need to do. The answer, the source, the secret source, the, the foundation, the, 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 all of them is, is him. It's him. It's him. It's him. In Jesus' name. Amen. You are blessed. I want you to hashtag bless in the comments. Hashtag builders in the comments. Hallelujah. I've got a bit more left, but we'll touch on that next week. This is the hour for us to arise and to shine. Hallelujah. Arise and shine. Hallelujah. Arise and shine. Hallelujah. 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 Arise and shine. Hallelujah. 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 So guys, the takeaway. 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 You know the deal. Get one verse and today I spat bare verses. And I want you to take that one verse, meditate upon it. I want you to find something that you can do from the scripture. I want you to journal your experience. If you call yourself a disciple of Christ, this is mandatory because you don't come here on a Sunday to hear me talk and forget about it tomorrow. God is speaking through his messenger to you. And there is something God spoke to you today and it's time for you to go back to your own communion with him and allow that word to marinate into your spirit. You know, a preacher once said, Sundays are, 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 the Sundays are the preacher's crumbs from his feet of his table. And these crumbs ought to whet the appetite of you to go and continue your feast on your table. So I want to remind you, people of God, you can't just live off a moment on Sunday. You've got to take this moment on Sunday and by virtue of meditating on the word, allow that word to marinate and to, to dig deeper into you and to transform you. And you will never grow, never flourish as a follower of Christ if you do not apply what you have heard. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. So, on that note, if this is your first time being with us, we want to honour you, we want to thank you. We just want to say thank you for joining us. We hope to see you again. Please feel free to DM us on our Instagram or Twitter. Feel free to 
email us. The details will come up shortly after this part and we will be great to, to speak with you, to get in contact with you, to let you know more about who we are, what we're doing and where we are going. If you're thinking about joining the family, want to be a part of this a new thing family, my friend, holler at us. Our door is wide open. It will be an honour and a privilege to bring you into the fold. My name is Ayokuno Dunyi. This is a new thing, London Sunday session. I hope you were blessed and edified. I know I was. That was a that was a, that was a nice Bible study. You know what I mean? I have a lot of flicking of pages and a, a lot of scriptures today, but it's key. You know, because we're a Bible believing church. We are a word based church, filled with the ghosts. Come on, we speak, but only He speaks. And all that we speak that is revelation will be found in his words. Hallelujah. So I make no apology for flicking these pages. Come on now. But guys, I love you all. I miss the physical touch. I hope you guys are checking one another. I hope you guys are having a great week. Sunday so far. This will be a great week. This will be a productive week. This will be a week where you will find favour in the eyes of man and the eyes of God. This will be a week of growth and flourishment. This will be a week where you will see yourself hit your goals and your targets. If you believe it, say amen. And I'll see you next week at 12pm. Bye.